Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 232. Tonight, Matt and Doug get together with Champion Fulton to talk about her world performance travel, how live streams became a great way for her to stay connected with fans, her trio, creating music, and her thoughts on social media. Enjoy the show. Hey, Matt. Hey. Hi. Champion. Nice to uh, meet you vocally. <laughs> right. Yeah, we don't do uh, video only because of the uh, the latency stuff with Zoom. But um, yeah, good to see you. Cool. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, really happy to have you on. So thanks so much. I know you from Twitter chats and through Matt, and he's uh, introduced me to your music. So it's been it's a pleasure to get a chance to chat with you tonight. Oh, thank you. Now, where are you now? I know you were just in Spain and then you were in France. I'm actually at home. Um, oh, you are? And, which is in Jersey City now. So I, I used to live in Manhattan. I was in New York and now I'm across the river in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. I remember you were living in Manhattan because <laughs> for a long time, you didn't have a driver's license <laughs> until oh, very recently. Oh, for a very long time. Yeah. I got my got my driver's license um two years ago two and a half years ago so i'm a new driver but i like it so and i'm good i'm good that's good i didn't realize it was it's been two years already because man time flies but yeah that was a funny thing that was i got it i got the license just before covid i think because i got it around christmas time and then i think yeah so that was like 2019 so it's almost two years almost two years oh okay yeah that makes sense well, cool. So glad to have you on the show. Thank you. So what are we going to talk about tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, well, I just kind of wanted to start off by, uh, you know, I mean, you're such a jet setter. You're all over the world. I secretly think that you're famous and just not telling me that you're famous is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. No, I'm really lucky to get to travel so much. So how is it right now traveling and touring? It feels like for a while you weren't able to, and now you're able to again, and things are a little kind of in flux, but uh, there you are. Are you having any issues uh, getting around? Not so far. Um, during 2020, so normally, I like before the pandemic, like in 2019, I traveled a lot. Some I went to Europe, I think, 10 times that year. Um, Canada, I go to Asia. Um, I, I, of course, travel a lot domestically. And then during 2020, I basically went to California one time. And I it was funny. I went to California to do live streams and like make videos, um, which was really oh. strange because I I flew out there on a flight, Delta flight, with like 10 people on it. Um, and we had to do all this COVID testing. And there was it was just recordings, no audiences. Everything was just videos. Um, and then in November so of 2020, I actually flew to Denmark because at that time, Denmark was open. And okay. I did um, a week-long tour of Denmark, which was totally bizarre. Because I feel like I was the only American in Europe at that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now things are opening up a little bit more. And I did just get back from Europe. Um, I haven't had any problems traveling, but it's just a lot of logistics. There's a lot more paperwork. And okay. even though you know I'm vaccinated, I still end up having to do a lot of COVID tests. Like I've had four COVID tests in the past six days. Wow. 
um, which is fine, but it's, it's just a lot to organize. And then I sort of feel for whatever reason, every time I go to the airport, a little bit nervous that they're going to be like, no, you can't get on the plane for some reason. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. But it's, uh, it's going, it's going okay. So is that eating up a lot of your time? I know around here, at least it takes quite a bit, it, you know, we're looking at a couple hours to get in, to get a test on a good day. Yeah. Um, here in Jersey city where I go, um, I go to like a city MD, which is like urgent care center basically. Uh, and they're really great because they, they, I live close. So I just go put my name on the wait list and they just call me when it's my turn and I just go back over there. Oh, that's cool. Which is really nice. Cause they don't want people like crowding their waiting room anyway. Makes sense. So it's very, that's convenient. And then in Europe, I've been lucky, um, since I'm over there working the presenters have helped me to, I mean, I, I have to go to a laboratory usually, but there's an appointment, so I don't have to wait. And actually in France on Monday, um, there was some mix up with the laboratory. So we ended up, uh, a doctor ended up coming to my hotel room and testing me at the hotel, which was oh, wow. very, I mean, that was nice, but that was the first time <laughs> that's happened. Now, is most most of your travel around your performing yeah, that's that's basically if I'm traveling, I'm performing, I'm working um, almost all. Yeah, everything. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> do you speak all those languages? I'm curious. I mean, how do you get a doctor in France to come to your hotel room unless you speak French, right? Oh, my gosh. No, I speak only English. I can <laughs> oh, say okay. like I can say merci and I can count. I can order and I can I can shop in French. Like I know how to talk, like ask for a dressing room and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But my um, I have an agent. She speaks Spanish and French. So oh, okay. she handles all of those things. I think without her, I would be pretty lost. Um, although you can get COVID tests. I was talking on Twitter with somebody about this today. You can get tested at the airport. But oh. it's kind of risky because if you don't, you know, if there's a long line or if anything goes wrong, you run the risk of like missing your flight. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> so I, I prefer to do it like before so that, it you know, there's not as much risk at the airport, but you can do it at the airport in most airports. Well, that's, that's cool. That's good to know. Uh, not that I'm going anywhere anytime soon, but I, I may need a test because I'm sick right now. Anyway. Oh no, um, really? I'm sorry. To yeah, I have, a, I have a cold and it's a drag because I haven't been sick for like a year and a half, but uh, uh, it's, it's newsflash. It's still no fun, but. Um, so the pandemic, so of the musicians that I know, you were one of the first to switch to kind of, uh, regular live streams and you really made it into a thing. I mean, it didn't look like you were dipping your toe in it. It looked like you had just, you know, snapped your fingers and boom, you were live streaming and doing it, uh, at a level that other people I know aren't. In fact, I believe you even, um, took your live from lockdown series and made it into an album. Is that right? Yeah. Um, the, the record, so it's, which is called live from lockdown, um, comes out in September and it's a studio. We recorded it in a studio. Um, but it's sort of like a commemorative souvenir, um, of this series. So the, the series is actually still running. Um, I do it on Sundays at 5 PM Eastern and it's running right now twice a month when, when I'm home. Um, but okay. I did it every week for like 63 weeks. Um, yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> it was very, thank you. It was an unusual experience. I, the reason it got started was um, in March when, when, you know, when the lockdowns began, 
I was just about to have the busiest spring of my whole life. It was great. Oh, wow. I had so many great gigs booked <laughs> and uh, they all got, you know, of course, everything got canceled and I was so really, you know, devastated and I was upset and um, Nick, my boyfriend, you know, was like, why don't you do a live stream? Like not even necessarily musically, but he was like, go live on Facebook and talk to people and um, say hi and, and see how everybody's doing and check in. Cause I think, you know, not only missing the performing, like I really miss the social aspect of what we do. Right. Right. Um, and so I just went live one afternoon and it was amazing. So many people, ch- you know, chatted with me and um, I thought, wow, this could be a thing that I could do that would make me feel better. Um, and so we, I just randomly chose Sundays <laughs> for no, literally no reason. And I chose oh, five really? o'clock for no reason. Um, and it just sort of worked. And so I kept doing it and it was, um, really, uh, basically in my, for me, a complete lifesaver. Cause I think without it, I would have just gone totally out of my mind. <laughs> Are you doing cross platform or is it just on Facebook? I also do on YouTube. The funny thing is I'm not that great with technology. Uh, so the first couple of live streams I did, I just did with my iPhone. I had an iPhone eight. Um, and then I have some friends in California who were like, you've got to get a better microphone. And they basically <laughs> told me what to buy. And I was like, okay. Um, and I tried a, a couple different ones. Um, but I ended up sticking with the Shure MV88 because it's, I think it sounds great and it's easy to use, but because I wanted to do everything on my iPhone, I couldn't figure out how to like, uh, cross platform. And it occurred to me, I could just do two devices and then I could do Facebook and YouTube. So I just got another, I have an iPad and I got another mic and I just, that's how I've been doing it the whole time. So it's kind of low, (laughs) it's like a low tech response to how to, to do multiple platforms. (laughs) That's cool. Right. I have gotten myself so lost in like OBS and yeah. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. The complexity that comes on, it makes it not fun at all because it's so much work. (laughs) <laughs> well, I tried. I t- I tried OBS. I even I took a couple classes like online about live Did streaming you? and OBS. Yeah, and I I just realized that I I mean, I was never going to enjoy it. It was so much work and it was just really stressing me out and I thought I I don't want to deal with it. Um so I just went with for the simplest way to make it work. I think that's good cuz you get rid of those barriers that are blocking you like that. Speaking from experience, the easier it is, the more fun it gets and the more apt you are to keep doing it, you know? Yeah. And it, I, for me, it, it worked. I liked, um, I kept the camera kind of close to me and I felt, I felt like I liked the intimacy of that in the, you know, cause I, when I watch some other live streams where you can see the whole stage and you can like see this whole setup and it looks really pretty, it somehow lacks like the the personal aspect of it. So mine definitely, it's just in my house. It just looks like my house. Um, <laughs> and it's, I'm very close to the camera. So it's like a lot, you know, of me and the camera. And I feel like in that way, it seems more like a, a friend talking to you, you know, sharing an experience than like a concert or something, you know, which is what I wanted. I just wanted it to have a feel like a social feel. It does. It very much does. It, it's, it feels very intimate and it feels very much like just kind of hanging out with a bunch of friends who just happen to be very musical. <laughs> it, yeah. it is kind of funny to see your trio kind of crammed into the, oh my into the gosh. corner there. So the first <laughs> time, such good sports. yeah, the first time they came over, um, we just did it 
for the first time this year, like in 2021. And the room is, is really is pretty small, but people don't think about that. And so the first time they came over at Hide and Fuku were like, no, we can't fit. I was like, yeah, we can fit. We're just going to be really, really close to each other. <laughs> so tell us about your trio. So uh, Hide Tanaka plays bass for me and Fukushi Tainaka plays drums. Um, we've actually worked together off and on, but pretty consistently since like 2006. Um, so we've been together a very long time. Uh, we're very good friends. They're on multiple of my records. And I really feel like um, we're just about to play Birdland this weekend. We start Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, this weekend in August. And I'm really happy with this trio. It's just, they're so much fun to play with and be around. And it feels like a little family. That's neat. They do, they do seem like, um, yeah, they do seem kind of like they're really enjoying themselves and enjoying hanging out and playing music. So I didn't realize you'd been playing with them so long. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I met Fuku on a jazz cruise in 2002, um, and he and Hide have been friends since the 80s. Actually, they were friends in Japan before they moved to New York. And um, yeah, we just sort of hit it off. They're very, they're very funny. Like we go on the road, we have a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good band in that sense. You know, I mean, I which I think is important when you spend so much time with some people, sure. you have to be friends. <laughs> um, yeah, that definitely helps. <laughs> Yeah. Did you say jazz cruise? <laughs> I never totally. heard of that before. Oh my gosh. Jazz cruises are a huge thing. Really? Yeah. I have a friend who's a bass player and he's been doing jazz cruise as just a sit-in bass player for like 30 years. And that's what he really? does. Yeah. And he basically lives on a, on a cruise liner like 80% of the time. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's a no it's idea. a it's a big. I mean, it can really be a career. Um, and typically, like twice a year, there's a week, like in this uh, a week in like November, I think, and January, where the whole cruise liner is booked by jazz fans, and there's just like tons of jazz all day long, like morning and lunch and dinner and at night jam sessions and different acts, and it's a big. It's basically like a floating jazz party. That's, That's awesome. Cool. So people don't go to just sit and listen. They bring their instruments with them, right? A lot of people bring their instruments and yeah, it's just, it's like a, it's like a big hang and it's a, it's a big thing. It's been going on for a long time and it's fun because it's international. So you get to meet a lot of people, you know, that you might not see otherwise. That's just fascinating. And where do they go or where do they start from? Or are they all over the place? Usually they're, you know, they're in the Caribbean. I think usually you dock in Miami and then there's different routes, you know, you can go to like Cozumel or you go to the, um, I guess on the one, yeah, Cozumel and Jamaica. I don't know, the diff, but it's usually in the Caribbean. Although I think they started doing it in Alaska. But, you know, now I don't know if they'll continue because I don't know how people feel about cruise ships anymore. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that is interesting. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the, the live stream sessions album is going to be coming out in september yeah the release date for live from lockdown is september 10th and um i'm really happy with this with this record the original idea actually was that i was going to record the whole record on these sure mv88 mics at home mm -hmm. um but i pretty quickly like just Dis dissolved that idea um, in the fall when studios here reopened and my engineer 
whose name is Mike Marciano. He's my favorite engineer. Uh, I was talking to him and I said, you know, it's just going to be me and my dad. It's just two people. And like, we're obviously already in a pod. Remember when we had like pods? Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so Mike, Mike was like, oh, okay. Like he felt like that was safe. You know, he was willing to do the project in the studio. And um, I just thought it would be, it would be better sound if it was in a real studio. And I thought, well, if I'm going to really, because at first I was like, oh, we'll just do it like that. And it'll just be a digital release and it'll just be free. Like it'll just be a souvenir. And then the more interest there was, I thought, well, maybe it should be more of a serious release and maybe it should be physical. And then it turned into like, well, we need, I don't want photos. So we need a illustrator to do the cover and then, oh, we need liner notes. And then we need, so it turned into this project that (laughs) grew and grew and grew forever, you know? (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't what I thought it was at all. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely developed. I got, um, a night, a really wonderful illustrator, um, in Japan, actually, to do the who was watching the show at the time, I got him to design the cover. So we're like cartoons. It's really cute, um, and liner notes. And so we made it into a four-panel eco wallet, and it's uh, it's like a real CD, like how Pinocchio is a real boy. So it's like it's like a real <laughs> CD now, you know, <laughs> not just That's a weird funny. idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, that reminds me. Now we've talked a lot before about this that your your audience, uh, jazz fans, they still very much are into physical CDs. They're not all about the digital releases. They're, they kind of want to have the CD in hand. Um, is that basically true? Yeah. All your releases are CDs because that's what, that's what your people want. Not vinyl. Everything is a CD. Exactly. So people, I think like CDs, most jazz fans still have CD players, whether they, you know, at home like even, or in their car, um, they like the CD. And I actually, that's funny. You mentioned vinyl because we are doing vinyl, but vinyl production is so slow right now. Right. Um, I've heard some, all kinds of industry delays with vinyl right now. Super delayed. So, um, we're hoping to have vinyl for Christmas, but it's a, it's a audiophile 180 gram. It's remixed and remastered for vinyl. And, um, it's, I think it, I think it's gonna be great. Um, I actually just got the test pressings last week. So that's fun. Um, we're, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely the, the project is like moving along, but I think the vinyl is going to take a while. Are, is that a domestic production or is that, do they produce that in Europe? Well, so I thought, you know, I'm using, um, I use disc makers oh, okay. and CD baby and I've right. always used them. And I, I loved that they were to me kind of local. Like I usually would drive and pick up the CDs. <laughs> Oh, um, wow. <laughs> which you can't, um, cause they were just in New Jersey, um, about okay. an hour, it's an hour and a half away, but I just always thought it was fun to go there and like meet the people sure. and get the stuff. Um, so I expected them to be producing them there, but when I picked up my masters, they were from Vienna, Austria. Oh, wow. Uh, and I wrote to disc makers and I was like, what's that about? And they were like, well, because there's so many delays, we're trying to find other places to produce our records. So actually your records being made in Austria and then shipped, shipped here. I'm like, that's a huge shipping bill, you know? <laughs> yeah. I would imagine the final's heavy. <laughs> yeah. But I guess maybe it, it can go media rate. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, which is, you know, traditionally cheaper. I don't know. But anyway, so it's evidently, cause I also wanted to go visit the factory while it was being made but then of course 
you know, they were like, no, it, regardless, because the pandemic, they don't want anybody to come. But then it, it's also, it's in Austria. So <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to course, see it. You're over there all the time, aren't you? Yeah, but I, I haven't been to Austria in a couple of years. <laughs> and I mean, I would go maybe, I don't know. Vienna is especially a beautiful city, actually. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. What a what a great opportunity that would be for um like some behind the scenes, you know, some like a live stream at the record factory or gosh, I'd even watch you go pick it up at the CD Baby place. That's neat. I'd never heard of anybody actually physically driving there to to get their stuff. That's funny. I feel like nobody knows um that you can. But you know, that's the other thing is like when I do a project with Disc Maker, which I've done so many now, um, I like to do it over the phone. Like I call them, I talk to them about it. Oh, wow. Um, and I mean, since this is like an indie music podcast, I'll say if you do call and you get to know your rep, I've had the same rep for many years. Um, I always ask like for more discounts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like <and> Sweetwater. <laughs> which you can get, you know. And um, at one point when we were talking, you know, I was like, well, really, where are you? And uh, I forget the name of the town, but it's, it's kind of outside Philly in New Jersey. And I was like, Oh, wow, that's not very far. Like, maybe I can just drive down there. And he was like, Okay, sure. You know, like, <laughs> you just ring the bell, like you basically go to the loading dock, and you ring the buzzer, and you meet them, and they come and they give you the CDs, you know. And uh, it was, I always thought that was super fun. Um, but I think a lot of people don't know you can do it. And also, who lives in the vicinity of Philly? I don't know. Right. Right. Also, you're super nice and friendly, and maybe they don't want everybody in <laughs> going over there. Maybe. I don't know. I always tell people, though, like, because um, it's a really small company, actually, and I, I like to call them, and I sometimes feel like it's easier to resolve some some issues, like if you have graphic issues or questions about times or anything. Like, I mean, they're very quick with email, but I, I'm a little bit strange in that I like phone calls for business, so... Yeah, I totally agree with you. I I didn't used to like it, but now it's so much. It's, it feels just so much more. It used to feel efficient to do email, but now it feels more efficient to pick up the phone and call somebody rather than trading emails back and forth and waiting for a response. And now it's just like, hey, George, where's my? Yeah, CDs? isn't that the truth? <laughs> exactly, and like I feel sort of too like if you put a personal um, face to your to yourself and your company and what you're doing, and then you know you can get better. I think better service a lot of times, especially in our industry, because they know you're a person, you know. Right. Yeah, that's definitely helps. The relationship part is a very key part of our business and what we do. Yeah. I also feel like over the last year and a half, people, you know, they were locked down. They were kind of, you know, isolated. And I think people really appreciate having somebody to talk to right now. You know. Oh my gosh. Like last year in March, I remember calling a hotel. I forget like a Hilton or something. I had to, I had to cancel my reservations for a tour and I, I had to call the, their reps to cancel whatever, get a, I wanted a refund. I didn't just want credit. And I talked to this woman for like 45 minutes on the phone. Oh, wow. I remember because we were both, yeah, like I was trapped in the house and for some reason she asked me like, what were the rooms for? And I told her, oh, we're a band. And then we started talking and it was like, yeah, I ended up talking on the phone to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You also are, um, 
you're really good at social media and you're you you you, uh do better than most people that i can think of off the top of my head with just you know regularly posting on multiple channels you're on instagram you're on you you kind of hang out on twitter i see you there all the time um but you're also on facebook i mean and you got a nice mailing list going i mean how do you how do you do all that (laughs) and how did you learn to do all that so well thank you so much um I, I don't, I mean, I I spend a lot of time doing it. Like I would say doing social media and replying to emails takes me a couple hours a day. Mm -hmm. And that's like not even starting fresh emails or anything. Like that's just like inbox maintenance and social media replying to messages. That's definitely a couple hours a day. Um, I like doing it. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I always did. I had Facebook in college. Do, Do you remember like when you could only have Facebook if you were in college? Oh, yeah. And I I mean, I've had my Gmail account since you had to be invited by a friend to do it. I mean, yeah, it's weird how those started out. Yeah, same. Me too. And I, I just always I always liked it because, um, like I said, I just I like people I like talking to people. So I enjoy it. And I, and I I find it fun. I think if I found it like a chore, like I know a lot of friends that are musicians who think of it, it feels like a chore to them. They don't really like it. They don't. <laughs> And I think if I, if I felt that <laughs> way, I wouldn't too. do it. No way. But you have such a great Twitter account. Really? Uh, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's just a bad habit that I have <laughs> to hang out on Twitter. <laughs> well, I like the people that I see on there, like you, I talk to. You know, I feel like you're like my my extended friend group. But yeah, uh, yeah. so much I, with like other stuff, I'm like, oh, I got to post something. and I don't want to. I don't, mm-hmm. What am I going to post? And you just look like, I'm like, wow, I wish I was living this charmed life that champion has she always looks like she's having fun wherever she is <laughs> even if, doesn't matter what the weather is doesn't matter where you are in the world you're like you're just like oh, i'm here and I'm there. life's great and i'm like oh, i just feel better when i see it and I just, how do you do that well i try i definitely try <laughs> to uh to to have fun and be happy because like on sunday i had to travel from spain to france and because of how things are um it took me like 14 hours to get between Oof. the two towns <laughs> <laughs> and they, there was like train delays and then you know like it was just such a it was really kind of a very long day to travel really what was not a very long right distance. not very far <laughs> and um you know my, marina my agent she was like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry like I, you know she was really like it's gonna be okay don't get me don't be upset <laughs> and i was like you know what i'm fine like i i i'm I don't have a gig for one thing on sunday night i mean i'm going to play a gig on monday i I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm, I love working. I love traveling. This is okay. You know, uh, I just try, I just try to have a good time. That was so funny though. I was, re- I was running to the train station cause I was, I was almost to miss the train, which then was delayed once I was on it, but oh, no. I was running and I like, was like, oh, I should take a photo. Like I'm in Paris for like 10 minutes, you know? So I, <laughs> I took a photo and that photo has like a thousand likes on Facebook. It's like my most liked picture on the whole page. I'm like, wow guys, like all this stuff That's I post. <laughs> So I don't know. I think I, I just I just enjoy it for whatever strange reason. Matt, maybe we need to get out of the house more because well, we take yeah, the same I old so. pictures all the time. <laughs> that might be part of the – that might be a key. Maybe I have to go to France and go, oh, I'm in a beautiful place. So maybe I'll take a beautiful yeah. picture. <laughs> Today's backyard. social media for me is, is going to be over on the side of the house. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, side of the, which corner of the house am I going to take a picture in today? Well, no, <laughs> difference. that was how I was all of last year. Like all of my photos were me trying to pose differently at my own piano in my own house. Like that was it. Right. 
And I was like, here I am again today, guys. Hello. <laughs> I'm in this chair, you know. <laughs> I don't know. That's too funny. Um, yeah. So do you post different things to different channels? Like, do you mm-hmm. post the same picture to Instagram and Facebook or do you split them up? Because that feels like twice the work, but maybe it's easier. I don't know. Um, I, I, I definitely post, like I organically post to all of the platforms. I don't use like that service that pushes it. Um, mm-hmm. cause I hate seeing those Instagram links on Twitter. That drives me crazy. Um, yeah, that's a drag. <laughs> I guess I post, I probably cross post a lot of content though. Sometimes I post like, it's funny cause some things do so much better on Facebook than they do like on Instagram or Twitter. Like the audiences are really different, at least for me, yes. like they're totally different people. So, um, but I, I definitely still post like the same general stuff. Um, sometimes I feel like I post too much things like today on Facebook I think I posted like four times I was like that's too many times but whatever <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like, I'll just I don't think so share. because if that would that would assume that people are just kind of like hanging out watching pictures go by but I think people check in and they see stuff or they don't see stuff you mm-hmm. know what I mean so I don't I don't feel like there is a, a too much but there definitely is a not enough <laughs> which would be me I, I'm the not enough <laughs> oh no I mean I think it's just I think a lot of people don't want they don't want to share or they're, I don't know, you, you can, you can feel sort of like um, self-conscious about the things you share, you know, like mm-hmm. now with traveling, I feel a little self-conscious. Like I want to, I want to share what I'm doing and share um, where I'm going and, and the experience and everything. But I definitely get a lot of messages about people saying, you know, are you being safe? Should you really be traveling? Things like that. And right. I'm like, well, you know, it's a choice I'm making. I mean, I'm trying to be safe, you know, <laughs> of course. Um, I, yeah. want, I mean, I want everyone to be uh, healthy and safe, but, you know, at some point, I don't know, you have to do what you want to do, whatever that is. Well, that's another thing. I mean, I mean there, when everybody really started getting into social media, uh, it was all kind of like, a, do you want to tell people that you're not at home? Because maybe you're, maybe, you know, people are watching to see if you're going to you know, get robbed or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think people don't really think about that so much anymore. Like we all have <laughs> home security now. Like if I, somebody comes to my door, I, I can see it on my phone <laughs> and mm-hmm. talk to them through my phone. So I think maybe that has gone away a bit. And, uh, but there was, there definitely was a period of time where it's like, oh, don't tell anybody where you're going. Cause you know, you don't want to let people know that your house is unattended or whatever. I know. And I have, um, I've always had a, a postal box for mail for my business. Um, but I get so many very nice messages, like you, you shouldn't put your address on your mail, you know, where you, right. and I'm like, no, but it's not, I don't live th- I mean, for one thing to mail something, you have to put a return address on it. Yeah. Um, but it's not where I live. So, I mean, it's, um, you know, I mean, I get, I do get mail from people I don't know, but it's okay. Does it come to my house? <laughs> yeah. I used to be worried about that too, but I never did get a post office box. I think I think you can I think you can spend too much time worrying about stuff like that. Yeah. And here I am using TripIt and checking in and I, I used to use I think it got uh, ended up getting bought by Facebook, but it was an app for posting your location and you know what you were up to. You could check in at different places before you could do that with mm. Facebook. And everybody was like, Well, you're just letting the robbers know that you're not at home. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I never right. worried about that though. You know, I just trying to have fun and sharing what I was thought was cool and enjoyable at the time or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I never really was concerned about that. 
but I did. Yeah, I think that's healthier. I don't think people think about that or, or yeah. need to. But I don't use checks anymore because I think those are insecure. Like checks. Um, paper che- like checks? Paper checks. Yeah. Oh, really? I I write checks all the time. Oh, do you? Are they really not? Are they not good? Tell me. <laughs> I just feel that anything that has your bank numbers and what other information along with your signature on it is probably not very good. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's a good point. I hadn't really ever thought about that. I mean, this is kind of funny, but um, well, now my band, you know, they actually really love Venmo. But <laughs> I I liked being able to pay them at the end of the night physically, like with either money, like cash yeah. or, or mm-hmm. a check and like have a moment of between us, like where I pay them. Um, but now they're just like, oh, yeah, Venmo me. And I'm like, that's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fun thing, I mean, all the kids use Venmo now, but the fun part of it, Venmo is you can write, you write a little message, right. you know, just make it, make a fun little message with some emojis. That's how you can make it fun. Mm-hmm. I just miss the, I don't know. I liked the old, uh, the old <laughs> way, but yeah, I don't know. There's nothing quite like getting paid in cash, you know, that's yeah, like right. super fun. <laughs> Count the money. Yeah. I don't know. Do people still want cash? Yeah, I mean, like, just, now that's like a job. You just gave me a, you just gave me, now yeah, I gotta go to the bank. You just gave me a job to do. <laughs> I don't know. I love, I love cash, but I spend cash. I like to, oh. I like to use my cash. Yeah. Um, I you like really to are old school, aren't you? You use cash, you yeah. use checks. Uh-huh. I, a little bit. But I like to be able to tip. <laughs> like I think tipping in cash, I don't oh, know. I agree. Yeah. Is better. So like, I always have a lot of cash if I'm going to go like, to a coffee shop or restaurant or, um, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I think like tip the guy that you parked the car, you know, things like that. I think cash. So I carry cash for that kind of thing. My favorite thing to do when traveling Europe is, is I play a game with myself for all of the, like the, all of the coins that I've collected. <laughs> I, I tip everything that I do. I try to get rid of all the coins before I get on the plane. Oh, okay. Buy a coffee, tip a bunch, buy mm-hmm. this, tip a bunch, like just <laughs> get rid of all this. So I don't have to change it when I get home. <laughs> yes. Coins are, uh, they're great, but also the can end up being like so heavy in your bag they're heavy euros are heavy (laughs) they're super heavy too funny that i know first world problems right all this money is so heavy it's a burden (laughs) i know i know that sounds terrible but i do love i but i i do love the coins and uh, i don't know it's fun well, I think we're going to or I think we're going to exit with uh, one of your songs uh from Birdland, which was a uh, tribute to Charlie Parker. Love Charlie Parker. Um and uh, so this was an album. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Birdland, which was your last studio album? Yeah, so this is um or Bird Song, sorry. Bird Song with my with my rhythm section and uh two special guests, well, Stephen Fulton, my dad, um who he hates it when I call him a special guest, so I won't do that. Um, and Scott Hamilton on tenor saxophone. And it's a tribute to Charlie Parker. Um, and it was a really fun uh, project to make. We recorded this in, I think, October of 2019. And just working on the material and organizing it all was was great because um, Scott came from, he lives in Italy. So he came oh. from Europe to to record with us. And, uh, it was, uh, it's, I don't, I mean, it's weird to say, but it might be my favorite record of my records. Really? Mm-hmm. And how many records do you have out? Um, right now it's 12. 12. But in September, so this is nuts. I have one coming out August 25th and one coming out September 10th. You're pretty prolific. Yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> lot. The one that's coming out on August 25th, I actually didn't know was coming out then because it's for a Japanese label. And, oh. um, 
I thought it was going to come out next year, but they're like, no, we want to put it out in August. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so that's soon to be 12, soon to be 14. Nice. So we're going to play Star Eyes uh, when we leave. But before we do, why don't you, since we talked about social media, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the internet? Yes, on the interwebs. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Champion Fulton. And my website is champion.net. That's right. And we'll have all of those links in the post when we post. Well, thanks so much for coming. We 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 loved having we you on, and Thank we you. feel like we uh, we uh, have been meaning to do this for a while, and just um, hadn't hadn't done it yet. But we're so glad that you came and found time for us in your in your traveling schedule. No, thank you guys. It was really it was really fun to talk to you. I had a really good time, like a chat with old friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks again, Champion. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Champion. Thanks, listeners. And uh, we're going to play from Champion's bird song, Star Eyes. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Have a great week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Star Eyes, that to me is what your eyes are. Soft as stars in April skies are Tell me someday you'll fulfill Their promise of a thrill Star eyes Flashing eyes in which my hopes rise Let me show you where my heart lies Let me prove that it adores That loveliness of yours To stargaze at the skies Now I only want to melt the stardust in your eyes Stars When, if ever, will my lips know If it's me for whom those eyes glow Makes no difference where you are Your eyes still hold my wishing star Oh, a star How lovely you
soft as stars in April skies are Tell me someday you'll fulfill That promise of a thrill Star eyes Flashing eyes in which my hopes rise Let me show you where my heart lies Let me prove that it adores That loveliness of yours All my life If it's me for whom those eyes glow Makes no difference where you are Your eyes still hold my wishing star Oh, stars, how lovely wraps up another episode of the indie music podcast please like and subscribe share with your friends or just leave us a review on itunes if you like what you've heard find our social links and episode guide at indiemusiccast.com until next time keep creating we still have a minute yeah i know <laughs> that was fun that was I, fun. I had a great time yeah so is this like the zoom cut off i actually don't use zoom that often yeah it's because we're we're cheap and we don't pay for it <laughs> No, <laughs> the free, but I don't the free either. Zoom, if you ha- if you have more than two people, two people you can go indefinitely, but if you have a third person or more, then it cuts off at 40 minutes. Oh, I see. I never, I never, I don't even like use Zoom. Like when I do, when I do lessons with students, I make them send me the link because I, I, I just, um, I don't, I'm not, like I said, I don't like technology. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Like, I don't think of you that way. Well. Because you use technology all the time and so well. I, I do, but I mean, I do play like a piano, which is like wooden, like an, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's very uh, old style and I like cash and I like talking on the phone. <laughs> I'm like, kind of, you know, that's my, that's my jam. That's part of your charm though. Oh, thank you. I like that about you. <laughs> You're thank a throwback. You. Yeah. A little bit vintage. I don't know. Retro something like that. Retro. There you go. Retro chic. <laughs> <laughs>